Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to today's episode of Breaking Up. I am going to do a solo episode today, no guests, but if you did miss my last two episodes, I had awesome guests on. One episode was with Bailey. We talked about, you know, Disneyland and her life as a writer in California with her boyfriend. And then the other episode, episode 14, was with Savannah, who is a wonderful mother. And we talked about surviving um, abuse in relationships and her experience dating, some of her best and worst dates that she's been on and advice that she is planning to pass on to her daughter in terms of love and relationship. And both episodes are great. So if you missed those, definitely listen to those next. But today, as you could probably tell by the title, I wanted to sit down and talk to you, kind of like give another update, I guess, on how to be alone without being lonely, especially after a breakup. And especially now in quarantine, you know, learning how to be alone without being lonely is probably one of the greatest life strengths and things that I can do on my own that I've had to teach myself since high school. I first heard that simple statement, learning how to be alone without being lonely, in a song on a mixed CD that a friend made me back in the day, you know, when playlists were burning CDs. Wow, I cannot believe I am aging myself like that here. But um, ever since I heard those lyrics about learning how to be alone without being lonely, I have really invested that mindset into my, you know, life and daily routine and keeping that in my mind because I do live alone. I Yes, I have two awesome cats and about 20 plants keeping me company during quarantine. But besides that, I live alone in my apartment and I am pretty much a very independent person. Ever since I was probably in my teens, I come from a big fam- I come from a big family. I'm the oldest of five. Five kids and there were only two parents. So there were a lot of things that I had to do on my own without the support from family. I'm not saying this to complain, but I'm saying this as kind of just a background for how I spent a lot of my adolescent years and young adulthood on my own, and I was never, like, lonely about it. In fact, it just made me super independent, perhaps a little too independent. Uh, Something that I've learned about myself with relationships, speaking of, is that I am constantly afraid of losing my independence, and sometimes I tend to feel too codependent or dependent or like the other person might be a little clingy and I'm realizing that I am just a very independent person who might need a few more years on her plate of embracing this independence before ultimately deciding to share my life with someone and that kind of brings you up to date with how I am doing post-breakup. Um, I will admit, right after my last boyfriend and I broke up, I immediately went on dating apps. It was quarantine, so there was almost like a safety net in my mind that told me, you know, you don't have to meet these people, but it was a great distraction, good conversations, and 
It's been over two months now in quarantine. I still have the dating apps, but I'm never opening them. I don't really reply to messages that much anymore, and honestly, I got kind of bored with it, and I'm realizing I don't even want to give that time to another person right now. So I think, sorry, intermission, because my cat's digging in the litter box. So I think that's just a sign that I need to not even think about relationships because the last two that I've been in left me feeling like I didn't have enough time for myself, even though, you know, I had so much free time. I just had to dedicate some time to this partner that I was seeing. Even though when you are in a relationship, you have to share your time. You have to give part of your life to another person. And I'm realizing that maybe I'm just not ready for that. So I am hesitant to make this statement because last time I did this, as soon as I said it, the opposite happened. But I really want to be single for like the next few years of my life, two or three years maybe, because I love living alone. I love staying awake until three or four in the morning getting work done. I love having my own schedule, being solely responsible for me and nobody else, that if I got into a relationship, like, I know I would end up feeling the exact same way at the end of that relationship too. So I'm just going to focus on me, my career, and try to get ahead in life and success with where I want to be. Then once I feel like there's a piece of me missing or there's an empty spot in my life, then I will seek out a relationship. And I want it to happen organically and naturally. I don't want to find the love of my life on a dating app or like a hookup. You know, I just want it to mean something. So that's kind of the update on my decisions regarding relationships that I've come to terms with in quarantine, but given the time that I've had alone in quarantine, I've had so much time to think and process and work on myself. I have been journaling so much. I cannot wait to share this new journal that I'm almost done with with you guys on my YouTube channel. I do have a video that I posted a few weeks ago where I share a journal with you, but I'm almost done with another one that is super similar that I cannot wait. I don't want to say too much about it because I just want to surprise everyone. But what I was trying to get at is that I have learned so much about how to be alone without feeling like I am missing something, without feeling like I am lonely or have FOMO. And you know, I have definitely kind of adjusted into the skin that I'm in today. Um, in high school, I was very, very extroverted. I had to hang out with friends. I had to put on makeup and shower every single day. I had to leave the house. Otherwise, I felt stir crazy. College came around and I got a little sad. I wasn't happy at the college that I was for the first year and a half and it was in such a small town. I soon realized, hey, I don't have to shower every day. I don't leave my dorm every day. I could stay in the building and life would just pass me by. Like there's nothing going on outside. I can't go see someone. I can't leave the house. I don't have a car. I feel I felt very stuck. And I became super introverted that year in my dorm where I spent most of my time writing, journaling, painting, filming YouTube videos, starting this channel. And when I came home that summer and all my high school friends and I were hanging out or I was just living life, I soon realized that my habits had changed. I no longer felt that stir crazy. In fact, I almost desired that time alone and there were a few points hanging out with friends and 
there were a few times hanging out with friends where I hit that point of like introvertedness where I had to go home and be alone. (laughs) So growing up, I know that I have shifted into this person that I am today with the habits that I have and the beliefs and things that I do to keep busy. But more recently with the breakup and quarantine, I just know how important it is to really understand and cope and know how to be alone without feeling lonely, without losing your mind or going stir crazy. And I did want to just mention that I am human. I do feel those things. And I've also learned kind of what works for me to get myself out of that funk. There are good days and there are bad days. And lately, I'm not even going to lie, these last few days, I have felt very, very stuck and like need to get out of my apartment Um, that I had to change some of my habits to adjust my emotional needs so that I would feel better. For example, it's been kind of chilly in Minnesota these last few days. The sun has been out, but it's been like today is only 48 degrees. So it's been like high 40s, low 50s lately. And I haven't really left my apartment or showered. I'm pretty ahead with all of my work obligations, meaning YouTube and my podcast and stuff like that. Like I prep pretty far ahead, so I didn't have a lot of work to do. I felt stuck. I couldn't hang out with anyone, obviously. And I didn't want to spend too much time on screens, so like my phone or computer. But it was so cold that I couldn't really go for a walk either. So these last couple of days, I have grabbed my book that I'm reading and I would just drive and I would find a spot to stop and read in my car, change up the scenery, do something outside of the apartment. So I feel like I got out of my house and spent some time off of my phone or laptop and read my book. Today, I drove to one of my favorite rooftops in the area that I grew up. This is kind of like a side story, but my teenage years, I discovered this vacant rooftop of an office building. So if you go there at night or on weekends, it's completely empty. And I have so many memories on this rooftop. It's actually insane. Memories with friends, boys, me being alone. Like, I've had sad nights up there where I would get drive-through fast food and just eat it on the rooftop. I've had fun afternoons up there listening to CDs that I bought and put in my car on full blast. I've had photo shoots up there with my friends. I've hooked up with boys up there. Can't even lie to you. Um, so it that rooftop just holds so many memories of my teenage years. It's hilarious to me, but I went up there today. It was so beautiful. Like the sky is so blue, not a cloud in the sky. And then the sun was just beaming down. So I just opened all the windows in my car, read my book. I had my heated seats on. I had the sun on me. So even though it was only 48 degrees, it felt nice and warm, like a summer afternoon. So even though I don't have a rooftop in my building to go on to, like some apartments have, I can drive to a rooftop. I can find ways to get outside. And that really helped me. Sure, it was only like an hour of my day, but just driving, reading, being somewhere besides my couch and my bed, it felt really nice. And that is why I wanted to talk more about what I have been doing to learn how to be like an independent, alone person during this time and what has helped me stay sane, how I've been staying busy or even like post-breakup, you know? So this title of this podcast, you know, learning how to be alone without being lonely. I wrote this in my podcast like ideas list a few months ago before quarantine and this pandemic occurred because I wanted to make an episode all about how to be like by yourself after a breakup and without feeling without feeling lonely. 
Now I see that it can apply further beyond just a breakup or being single and heartbroken. It can apply to life now. I think it's very relevant with quarantine and what we're all going through. We are all trying on some level to be alone without being lonely. So that is when I knew I just had to record this episode now. Before I get into all of the things that I have been doing and tips for, you know, post-breakup, quarantine, just being alone, let's take a quick break here from our sponsors, and I'll be right back. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. Welcome back. Let's get right on into what I've been doing learning how to be alone without being lonely. The first thing that I want to talk about is investing in yourself. This is so crucial. Like, you are so important. You deserve all of the care and love that you give to other people to yourself. And investing in yourself, it shouldn't feel negatively selfish. It should feel positively selfish. It should feel um, crucial and important. There's a quote that I was actually going to use at the end of this episode, but I'll mention it now because I actually had a couple quotes I saved, and this one just feels so relevant right now. The quote goes, give yourself the same care and attention that you give to others and watch yourself bloom. I think this is just so important and so relevant because how often do you feel like you give yourself to other people and put so much into friendships, relationships, advice to people that you care about, like, you know, with as just a good friend, like you're there to support your friends and text them whenever they're going through something, FaceTime and be their support system. Just 
be your own support system too, you know? Be there for yourself. Invest in yourself. Like, you deserve it as much as anybody else. And that really is what this whole episode is about, you know? Investing in yourself because learning how to be alone without being lonely, it takes a lot of self-care and investment in yourself to give yourself the value that you deserve. And so that really is important and don't feel silly like thinking I remember when I was younger I still am young I remember like when I was in high school I thought it was so silly to be like oh self-care or you know treat yourself like blah 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 but now I, I see how crucial it is and it's not silly and you deserve it I just wanted to start with that as like the larger message to keep in mind as I go through everything else um so let's see some things that have been helping me be alone without being lonely during this crazy pandemic post-breakup time in my life is plants. I'm just going to start there. I have become a crazy plant lady. I love my children so much. They really are my babies. So if you watch my YouTube channel or follow me on Instagram, you've probably saw that I recently redid my office or not even redid. I just did my office. I finally completed my office space in my apartment and I love it so much. Part of that transformation video that I made on my YouTube channel about transforming my office was how I went to a greenhouse, Tonka Greenhouse in Minnetonka, if you are local. Highly recommend. Best one in the state, I swear. I went there and I bought like 20 plants um, to fill my office space with. I'm looking at all of them right now and it's crazy how in just like a month and a half they have grown so much and it fills my heart with so much joy and pride and like proudness that I did that, you know? I took care of them and they have dozens of new leaves and stems to show for it. I think they are thriving. They are so happy in this space and that by proxy makes me so happy. I look forward to waking up in the morning and checking in on my plants to see who has a new leaf. It is so silly to say, but like I'll wake up and the first thing I do is go into my office, open the blinds, open the windows if it's nice out, and I go through every single plant pot. Sometimes I talk to them. I know it sounds nuts, but they say that if you talk to your plants, they'll be happier and they'll grow because they can pick up on like happy noises. I don't even know how it works, but it's true. So highly recommend talking to your plants. I wish them all a good morning, even though it's like 2 p.m. by the time I wake up. And it brings me so much joy to see how they're doing every day. And then if I have any plant obligations to do that day, I'll water or fertilize them or prune them. It's just such an exciting thing that I get to look forward to in quarantine. I'm so happy that I, without even knowing it, looked out for myself and bought these plants before quarantine. I don't know what I would do if it was just me in this apartment because Plants bring so much life into a space. And I, even through quarantine, have gone to Trader Joe's multiple times to buy more plants. Um, I bought basically all that they had. The last time I went to Trader Joe's, they only had two poor dying plants left that I bought and hopefully saved. I, I think they're doing okay. They're still alive. I found out that Trader Joe's gets most of their plants from Canada and that's why they don't have any right now because the borders are shut down. So it is really sad, but I'm glad that I was able to buy so many plants. I've also been propagating some of mine, so they are duplicating, thank God. So I have growing roots to look forward to. I actually took part of my mom's plant too from her house that she so kindly gave me. She gave me part of her golden pothos and I put that in the living room. So now I have like 20 plants in my office. 
I have three in my bedroom. Well, three and a half because I'm propagating in there as well. And then I have a baby golden pothos in my living room as well. But it makes me so excited. Every time I go into that new room, I check on my plants. I see how they're doing. And the app that I use to take care of my plants, you take a photo of your plant when you add them to this app on your phone. And I look at the photo that I took and it's crazy how tiny some of my plants were when I bought them only like six weeks ago. And now they are thriving. They have babies, they have flowers, they've got new stems and it's just, it's been so fun. So I know right now it might be tricky to find new plants. And even if you are the type of person that's like, oh, I wish I could have plants, but I kill them all. I just can't do it. Girl or boy, that was me. (laughs) The last 24 years of my life, that was me. I could not keep plants alive. Granted, I always thought you had to water plants every single day or like a lot. So I was definitely drowning all of my other plants and not keeping them in proper light. But this app, Planta, I swear this isn't an ad, but oh my God, it could be. Um, This app that I use, it's the reason all my plants are alive. And it's so fun to like go on the app and check off what you've done. And it tells you how to take care of your plants. So um, yeah, highly recommend buying some plants to help you. Even if it's like post breakup or you're just going through a change in your life, get yourself a plant. This plant will become your best friend. Not to mention it's so fun to buy a cute little pot for them and repotting a plant. It is so therapeutic. Just getting your hands in there, getting yourself a little dirty. I don't understand it, but I know that it is therapeutic to repot plants. And since I've become such an expert lately, if you have any plant questions, just reach out, DM me, because I get excited over talking about plants now. So that'll be really fun. Since I know it is quarantine and you might think that it's hard to buy plants right now because it is, I know that Home Depot offers free shipping on items over $50. So you can always order plants online and have them shipped to your door. I think Amazon also offers this as well. And then maybe some greenhouses are open, like the Tonka greenhouse that I mentioned, it's currently open. Even though my state is still under a stay-at-home order, the greenhouse has opened and they're being very careful about it and there's curbside pickup and it's just, there are ways of getting plants. Still, thank God, I'm glad that they're up there as necessities during this time. Um, Okay, enough about plants. I'm sure that only like one person listening probably cared about all my plants, but I just really had to talk about that with someone besides my plants. Another thing that I vaguely touched on already is reading. I have been reading so much to just pass the time, escape into a different world, and also get my eyes off of a screen. I definitely noticed the strain on my eyes after a day where I've spent most of it editing or just scrolling through social media rather than turning a page in a book. I wanted to read three books this spring season. I make kind of like seasonal to-do lists of things I want to do in like spring, summer, winter, etc. you know? So for spring, one thing on my list was to read three books. I've read six so far, thanks to quarantine, and I find it helps so much to just, you know, pass the time, escape a little bit. Escapism through reading is something that I have been practicing since I could read basically as a kid like it was my favorite thing to do as a teenager when I was going through some pretty dark times and my family life was a little rocky I would read and it would make me feel so much better because for those 20 or two hours that I was reading I was no longer me I was you know 
Anne of Green Gables or Daisy from The Great Gatsby. Like I was somebody else and it helps so much. Even if you are not a big reader, I think now is the time to try it out. Try a book. Just find something that interests you. Books are so versatile. I love to read, but I will be the first to admit that I hate sci-fi novels. I hate like historical nonfiction books. There are certain genres that I just cannot stay interested in. And then there are certain genres that I have literally stayed awake all night finishing the book. Memoirs, nonfiction, poetry, some some fiction too. The book that I pulled an all-nighter to finish, I read like 200 pages in one night. I could not put it down. Suddenly I looked up and I was like, oh, there's the sunrise. <laughs> um, was Orphan Number 8. Oh my gosh, this book was amazing. I, to give a little background, I decided to read The Diary of Anne Frank during quarantine because I thought it would help me kind of like check my privilege, you know, instead of complaining. And after I finished reading that book, I decided to read Orphan Number 8 because Orphan Number 8 is about the Jewish orphanages during the early like 1920s but then they also talk about World War II in it too. I don't know. Time kind of like changes. It goes through a long timeline, but it talks about the Jewish orphanages in New York that ran experiments on the children. Um, it's fiction, but it's based off of like real things, you know, and it it became such an amazing love story too. Oh my gosh. I'm so bad at like giving a synopsis of the plot, but basically this novel, it's about this girl that is a nurse at an old folks home and one of her new patients is the doctor that used to run experiments on her as a child in the orphanage and so it has that ethical question um, as she struggles to decide whether or not to basically kill this doctor because of the crap that she went through as a baby like the uh, lifelong side effects that the experiments caused her it's horrible so it takes you through her life and what she went through but it's also this amazing love story that i was not expecting but oh my god it was beautiful and because this the love story takes place i mean they meet as kids but as they grow through the 30s and 40s and 50s it was such a different time back then homosexuality was like very very not accepted it was very very controversial, not accepted. You could be beaten, killed, like, for being out. And so, to see their love story kind of play out, it's eye-opening because they are roommates. They can't tell anyone. It's a two-bedroom apartment, but they've been dating for so long. And yes, it's fiction, but it just reflects what so many couples, I'm sure, went through. Then, right after I finished Orphan Number 8, this documentary showed up on Netflix for me called A Secret Love. And it just, like, everything is so connected, I swear. Like, I read Anne Frank and it connected me to Orphan 8, which connected me to A Secret Love on Netflix. If you haven't seen this documentary, oh my gosh, go watch it right now. I sobbed the whole time. It's about these sweet old ladies that had been together for over 64 years, but their family didn't know they were a couple until a few years ago. It, they were dating during a time where they could be killed if they were out. They talk about how they kept their relationship a secret and how careful they were. There's video footage. There's photos. They were both very iconic women in history. And it's just, it was such a great documentary. Highly recommend. It was amazing. So 
back to books is what I was saying. I've been reading so much during quarantine. It helps me escape. In fact, I've learned a lot too through reading. So pick up a book, give it a try. If you need some book recommendations, definitely reach out to me. I can give you a whole bunch. Um, I don't want to bore anybody else if I keep talking about books that I've read, but there's really no greater time than now to start reading just with quarantine. And especially if you are getting over a breakup, like reading helped me so much. Just get my mind off of him for 10 minutes or however long you're reading. It's great. Going off of the Netflix documentary that I just mentioned, you know, it's okay to just feel like a potato on your couch and binge a show. I, like I said, worked so ahead with my YouTube videos and podcasting that there really hasn't been a lot of work for me to do recently, so I allowed myself to binge a few shows on Netflix. I still have not seen Tiger King, to be honest. No part of me, like, wants to watch it, but I have recently binged Never Have I Ever, produced by Mindy Kaling, which is amazing. It is so wonderful because she is taking what not a lot of people have done before, and I'm so happy that she has given the lead and the best friend roles and, like, almost everybody in the show to someone of color. And all three lead females are of color. Usually in shows, like, the sidekick friend is the one character of color who might also double up as being the one character that's gay, you know? So it's just great that she is really trying to redefine shows and this mold of Hollywood. The characters go through so much satire as well, and, and like, they touch on all these very, like, low-key racist things that people of minorities hear all the time. Like, as someone that is also part minority, like, I have heard so many things that these characters hear in the show, but it's also a comedy, but it's also deep. Like, I sobbed through the last episode because there are some depths to the plot, but it's, like, lighthearted. It's good. It's really easy to binge. I loved it. It was amazing. Highly recommend. I also recently binged the half of it, Oh my god, I followed the whole cast on Instagram immediately. That movie, I will admit, the first, like, hour of it, I was very, very drunk watching it, and then the next day I went to finish it sober, and I was like, wow, this is really good, and I love the girl that played, is it Alex? See, I don't even know the character's name because I was kind of drunk. Let me look it up. Her name's Alexis. That's why I kept saying Alex. Alexis Lemire, who plays Aster in the half of it. I have such a big girl crush on her. She is so cute. Anyway, I love that movie. It's basically about a young teenage girl who um, kind of like comes to terms with her sexuality, but it's done in like a very real way. You know how sometimes Netflix like can really push a gay character to the point where it's like not natural, where it just feels like a ton of straight people in the room have decided to put a gay character into the show, and it just feels, like, not real. This movie felt real, and it was so sweet and so well done, and I just liked the realness of it. It didn't feel, like, corny. It wasn't, like, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I recommend it. It was good, even though, like I said, I was very drunk during half of it. When I finished it sober, I realized it was just very, very well done, and I'm really, really glad with that content. <laughs> I also watched Joan Didion, The Center Will Not Hold. Oh my god, I have recently read so much Didion. I have fallen in love with her. I've realized that she is an American icon of literature, and I just love everything about her. I love the way her mind works. I love the way that her words read off the page. I love her story. I love her thoughts. It's 
unbelievable. Her documentary on Netflix is also very, very well done. I will say it helps if you've read her work before watching the documentary as it talks about her life and the tragedies that she went through, but that was just a really great documentary as well. And I'm usually not the one to like documentaries, but lately they've just been killing it on Netflix. Like, dang. Anyway, moving on. I hope I'm not boring anyone. I did not intend to start this podcast episode by just ranting about things that I've been loving lately, but maybe I just need to vent to someone because it's been quite lonely here. Um, And this is me telling you how I'm learning to be alone without being lonely. So moving on. Music. I constantly have music playing on Spotify, on my Alexa. I don't want her to turn on, so I had to whisper that. Um, And it just helps background noise. I think it helps my mind feel like there's more hustle and bustle in my life. And it just helps. I don't know. I mean, music helps. Music is a great therapy. So a song that has been on repeat lately for me, literally, I will play this on repeat. If you follow me on Spotify, it probably looks like I'm only playing this song. But I have been obsessed with Crowded Table by The High Women. I first heard this song actually when someone performed it on American Idol. And then I realized Brandi Carlisle was part of the original song. And now during quarantine, it's a very popular song that they're using in a commercial, um, which works so well. And it's just, I don't know, I had to listen to it since then. It's been helping me through this breakup as well, because the main chorus of the song is, I want a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. And just like that thought of like, I want a house with a crowded table and a, a place for everyone it helped me realize like my values and what I want in life. And that is something that I do yearn to achieve is a big table with a lot of people and a lot of love and a big family. You know, there's a part in the bridge of the song where it says you're like always welcomed to come home. There's a picture of you on my wall. It just felt very like homey and I want that so badly someday. I Like I said, I come from a big family myself, and the older that I get, the more that I realize how blessed I am to have a big family, and it makes me want to have, you know, another big family to create that huge support system. A few years ago, Kris Jenner said in an interview that she's so glad she had so many kids, and she wants them to have abundant families because she really wants to make sure that everyone has a support system when she's no longer there. And she wanted to make sure that she had a lot of babies so that they would have each other one day when she was no longer in their lives. It's kind of a dark thought, but the more I thought about it, the more that I want the same thing. I don't want to just have one kid and then after I'm gone, have that kid feel alone. I want to make sure that there's a big family to take care of each other during hard times. So this song has been on repeat it makes me feel happy. It makes me feel sad. It makes me feel like I'm longing for something. I don't know. It makes me feel a lot all at once, but it also helps me feel motivated to go after that because as many of you know, my last relationship, a big thing that did not work for us that kind of caused us to break up a few times and it kind of held me back emotionally because it felt like an obstacle, which it definitely was, was that my ex did not want kids. And I knew this going into it, how silly of me to stay for a year and a half knowing that we would never get to a point that I needed to get at. Um, But yeah, I knew that that wasn't something he wanted in his life. 
And so I listen to this song now as like a reminder that I need to find someone that shares the same values that I have and wants the same dreams and wants a spot at this crowded table and a place by the fire. So it's just been really helpful. Find that song that really speaks to you and can help you and tugs at your heartstrings. Um, Whether you're going through a breakup or a friendship breakup or just learning how to be alone in quarantine, highly recommend. I have a ton of playlists on my Spotify as well for so many moods. Um, So you can check that out if you need something to listen to. I'll list it down below, but I think it's just my full name, honestly, on Spotify. The next thing that I recommend to do when learning how to be alone without being lonely after a breakup is to focus on friendships. Sorry, I just realized that my laptop is starting to overheat and I don't know if this has happened when I've recorded before, so if you can hear it, I'm so sorry. It's just the high quality production over here in my studio. (laughs) But even when I was in a relationship, I decided in 2020 to focus on friendships because it's something that I kind of just put on the back burner and didn't put a lot of thought in before. Yes, I am a good friend, I believe, and yes, I go out and spend time with my friends, but I always felt like I could be better. I could be better about texting certain things or giving gifts on birthdays or just being there more or commenting on Instagrams. Like I felt like a very passive friend um, when I was younger. I just want to work on being an even better person and an even better friend. And so I wrote down for my 2020 ambitions to focus on friendships this year, which I felt like I was getting the hang of. I was actually even meeting new people through it and making new friends. And I felt very on top of it, like in control. Like, yeah, I can do this. I can balance a relationship and focus on friendships and have a career and go to the gym every single day, spend time with my family. It was going great. And then quarantine hit and I lost a lot of those things, including my relationship. But something that I did not lose was friendships. So I just wanted to be more honest with my friends. I made an effort to make sure that I FaceTimed people at least once a week. Like I made sure to go through with my word on that too because it's so easy to say you'll do something and then never do it. So when I said I was going to FaceTime someone, I made sure that we would actually FaceTime and I would give them my whole heart attention and talk and ask about their lives and just, I don't know, like be a better friend. Um, Not only that, but like I also have this great apartment and I want to host more. I know it's quarantine, so I can't really do that. But even before quarantine, my friend Hadley and I would take turns hosting bachelor nights every week. And I would have girls night with the girls that I used to waitress with and just trying to make sure that I keep connections and keep friendships around and focus on them. And especially, you know, after a breakup, like friends are really all you have. Like partners will come in and out of your lives, but your friends are there to stay. So make sure you value them and make sure that they know that. Last year, Dollface on Hulu came out with Kat Dennings, Shay Mitchell, Brenda Song. It was an amazing female cast. And I know the show was like a little corny, a little like quirky and weird, but what I really loved about this show is that they put a high emphasis on the importance of female friendships and how, you know, guys come in and out of your lives, but you never risk your friends for that. If you're unfamiliar with the show, highly recommend checking it out, but a quick little summary is basically just Kat Denning's character goes through a breakup, and then she realizes that, like, she didn't have any friends left because she isolated herself these last, like, five years with her boyfriend, that when he was no longer there, she had no one. So when she reached out to her friends, they were like, oh, you guys must have broken up because that was the last time you talked to me. 
And I don't want to be that person. I don't think I was. I think with one of my previous relationships, it was getting to that point and I didn't even realize it. It was just so like hyper-focused on my boyfriend that I just didn't hang out with my friends as much. It wasn't intentional, but now that I see what happened, I am very intentional on making sure that I give my friends time, making sure that I separate my time, give my boyfriend a chunk of it, give my friends a chunk of it, make sure that I have time alone as well. So focusing on friendships is so crucial because like the show Dollface highlights, partners go in and out of your life, but your friends are going to be there to stay and you want to make sure that you put effort into that so you don't lose them. Um, Yeah, so check out Dollface on Hulu. Focus on friendships. Give your friends a text, call, FaceTime. It sucks we can't really be with people in person right now, but it doesn't mean that you can't still be connected with friends. In fact, I'm FaceTiming a friend tomorrow and I plan on seeing another friend in a few days, six feet apart, but still seeing them. So it's cool that we've kind of reached this point in quarantine where people can have like picnics out of their car from a distance with friends or go on walks and it's nice and I just cannot wait until the day that we can all be like physically together again but it's I can still feel connected to the people in my life. The last thing that has really helped me especially like right after this breakup was playing music. I know I talked about listening to music and songs and how that can help you but I spent so many afternoons at my parents' place playing their piano. I wish I had a piano here, but I live in an apartment. It's just not ideal. I went back to my parents' place and I would just play their piano dry all night, like literally for hours. And it is such an escape for me. Like the piano has been such a therapeutic instrument to me, especially in high school. I used to stay after school and play my school's grand piano in the chapel until like 7 p.m. The janitor would come in to clean the carpets and he loved it and it was just, I don't know, it makes me feel happy. It's a good memory to me, but I learned that playing music helps me escape and I can sing, I can be silly, I can be serious, I can just dive into a song and become the lyrics and not worry about what I'm going through and then I feel so much better when I'm done. My fingers will be practically vibrating from movement after playing the piano. I will bleed from playing the, the guitar after hours but it feels so good and it makes me feel happy and it's very therapeutic. So if you can play an instrument, I highly recommend tuning that guitar or playing the piano or whatever you have. I also have a ukulele and I had not touched it in four years. I cannot believe it's been that long. Like when I think about it, oh, it hurts. But I tuned it and I started playing it during quarantine and it has also been helpful. Also, the ukulele is one of the easiest instruments in my mind to learn. It only has four strings and chords are so simple and it's not that expensive. So if you have the money to buy a ukulele on Amazon right now and then watch a few videos or even just like learn a few chords, you can pluck yourself through a song very easily. Highly recommend. And it's fun. So music has just been so helpful during this time and helping me by helping me not feel so lonely. But I think that's all I wanted to touch on. I had no idea I'd be rambling this long on plants and books and movies and LGBTQ documentaries, but here we are. So quarantine has been such a journey. Getting over this breakup has been so unexpected, but also such a journey. And through this time, that's kind of what has been helping me the most through self-care is listening and playing music, reading, talking to my plants, potting plants has been such a therapeutic activity. 
focusing on my friendships and FaceTiming friends and people in my life, making sure that I am getting out of bed and getting out of my apartment. I think it's okay here and there to spend a day in my apartment, but if I didn't leave my apartment the day before, I make sure to actually leave the next day. Even if it's just for a drive or to sit on a rooftop and read like I did today, it does make a difference in my mental health and well-being. And even though my gym has been closed, I have been going on runs and walks and hikes. So just getting outside, I mean, it sounds so simple. I feel silly even mentioning it, you know, but it is a good reminder to just get outside, go on a walk, take a hike, literally, um, and drink water. So this is your friendly reminder to make sure that you are drinking water. Anyway, I've learned these last few years that it's not hard for me to be alone, but I need to distract and keep my mind busy so I don't think too much or start to get nostalgic and lonely when I am alone because it is so easy for me to just feel so good and do something and then have my mind be like, hey, remember two years ago when you were happy and like throw a memory at me and then I'll realize, oh, like life is so different now. I miss this. I miss that person. I miss this vacation, that memory, those feelings, like this life that I can tend to beat myself up a little bit and feel too nostalgic. I think nostalgia is okay and I we all feel it. But I can get too romanticized and reminisce about certain things to the point where I like regret things that I wouldn't normally regret. I know that is so vague, but you know, all this time alone has me remembering certain people and moments in my life and making me feel like I've made mistakes, which I know I haven't because I'm very happy where I am now and it's just a good reminder to keep my mind busy on other things, make sure that I'm doing enough. The only reason I feel this way is because it's quarantine and I'm alone and I have so much more time to think. Speaking of, I know I was trying to wrap up this episode, but oh, I've got something juicy to share with you that I have only told like two people and I'm very confused by it. But like five years ago, has it been five years? Oh my gosh. I, um, was very casually seeing this guy that I accidentally had feelings for, even though it was casual. I was young and like, oh my God, in love. (laughs) Not really, but I thought I was. And he moved away. I only knew him for like a month, um, but feelings got invested quickly. Haven't heard from this boy in like five years. He moved away, didn't really ghost me, but we stopped talking, like breadcrumbed me. There were a few moments where like he definitely ghosted me and I tried to like get closure and like all the stuff and it just, it was, in my head, you know, he would be an F boy, not to be mean, but sorry, dude, that's how you were acting back then. You could be a great person now, but back then, F boy tendencies. Ooh, you became the definition to me. You taught me what one was. Oh my God. Younger Michaela just, I, I am having flashbacks and I'm getting angry. Anyway, I got the weirdest message on Facebook the other night from this boy who I had not spoken to in five years that I had to spend months learning how to get over and realize that he wouldn't be my person. And now he is crawling back to me being like, how are you? How's life? And I want to be hesitant in case he is listening, which I highly doubt, but there is that chance. Um... It was just very confusing to me. Like, he was very nice. I was nice to him. We chatted for a little bit on Facebook, but I have to admit, I am very confused as to why he reached out to me, seemingly, like, without an alternative motive. I cannot say for sure, but you know how some people will reach out to you, especially if you are 
in the social media world. And at first it seems like they're all, hey, how are you? I miss you. And then once they get you to respond, they're like, so I'm launching a new business. Can you shout it out? Stuff like that, you know? I've had people reach out to me be like, oh, I'm starting a new YouTube channel. Can you edit all my videos? I don't know how. Ha ha. Like stuff like that. Um, so I thought there was a chance that he could have a motive, but it doesn't really seem like he does. So I'm very confused by him just politely reaching out after five years being like, how are you? If you're ever in my neck of the woods, hit me up. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. The only thing I can really explain it with is quarantine. We're all alone thinking about our pasts, thinking maybe we've made mistakes, like how I'm feeling, and reaching out to our ghosts and trying to get them back in our lives. That's all I can say. I do not know, and I don't want to be mean to him because I'm sure now he's a great guy, but I did feel hurt from him for years, so I'm very confused as to why he is back in my inbox. Um, yeah, I think it just has to be quarantine, <laughs> and I... I think I am on the brink. I might be very close to doing the same thing to some people in my past as well. So who knows what the next few weeks will bring. The last thing, I did write a few notes for this episode. And the last thing on my notes that I realized I did not touch upon already was just giving myself projects or like purpose to put all of my emotional energy towards really helps. So even if it seems silly, like one of the projects I gave myself was cleaning the windows and mirrors, but I had a bottle of Windex and paper towels and I just went to town and it gave me a purpose for that half an hour and it put all of my energy into that activity and it helped. Another thing that I did, which is kind of silly, is I sharpened all of the colored pencils I own. I own a lot, not going to lie. It's a big bucket. But I took a pencil sharpener and I had Netflix on and I just sharpened every single colored pencil. And I just put all of my emotional energy towards that project, towards that thing, and it helped. So give yourself a project. Find a purpose. It can really help. Just put all of your energy towards something. I know it feels temporary, but like everything is temporary. And for that temporary time, it can help and have longer lasting well-being attributes. So the quote that I picked out for the end of this podcast episode is by Morgan Harper Nichols. It's a very pretty quote that I found. I'll actually post it on my podcast Instagram for you to see. So make sure you're following breaking up underscore podcast. Is that what it is? I hate that I don't know my own handle. Yeah, it's breaking up underscore podcast. Uh, but the quote goes, I am worthy of the time it takes to do the things that heal my heart. I found this to be just so simple and sweet and soothing, but very, very true. You And like I said at the beginning of this episode, investing in yourself is crucial. You are worthy of the time that it takes to do the things to heal yourself and giving yourself that same time, that same care and attention that you give others to help heal yourself is important as well. So, uh so that's all that I've got for today's episode, but thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone is doing well, and I hope you can take away something from this long list of things and plants and movies and books and other topics that I rambled on, but thank you for allowing me this platform to ramble as well. This podcast has helped me so much. Oh my gosh. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, follow the Instagram, become a listener supporter through Anchor. So many things that you can do to get involved. It's all in the podcast description of this episode, but thanks again so much for listening. Have a great week, and I'll see you all next Thursday. Bye! 
If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.